Welcome back to the MT Sports Show, and with me is host, co-host, Tyler. Tyler, we're recapping Northwestern and Michigan. Um, Michigan came out victorious in this game, but it was um, a lot closer, and I think everyone knows Michigan struggles on the road, and prior to the fact mm-hmm. that uh, to this game, Michigan hadn't done great on the road, and um, quite a few of the losses had, had come on the road. Um, but Michigan fought back, and they end up coming out victorious, twenty to seventeen. Um, Kron Higgins scoring a late touchdown in this game to give Michigan a twenty seventeen lead, and then Michigan's defense kind of um, did what they did do do what they did best and uh, finish off the game. Um, you had Quiddy Pay getting there for a late sack, as well as uh, you know Jeff Pucci getting there as well. So pretty good performance by the defense. Um, what was what were you most impressed with um, with Michigan? Because in a second here, we're going to talk about what we really didn't didn't like too much from Michigan because uh, there was a lot to a lot to choose from in that category. So what what's uh, what's something that you um, were impressed with? Uh, you know, watching this game, you know, it reminded me of you know they started out the way they did against Notre Dame. You know, they got down early. You know, they didn't come out prepared, you know, they, they seemed like, you know, the defense wasn't ready, the offense wasn't ready, but, you know, they went into the halftime with those adjustments and, you know, they came back and prevailed. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the game is, you know, obviously what Michigan's been missing when it comes to, you know, a quarterback making plays. You know, there was a couple, you know, third downs where, you know, Shane Patterson used his legs to extend the drive, you know, which was huge for Michigan's offense, especially in that final, final drive towards the Kron Higdon final touchdown, you know, he, you know, he showed his athleticism and what he's capable of doing with his legs and all that. And I feel like that was mostly what he did in this game was he used his legs more than, uh, yeah, than normally. Yeah. Cause he didn't have, he didn't have a, like a, a particularly like, you know, great game. By many strengths of imagination, but he All definitely right. extended plays when Michigan when Michigan needed him. When Michigan needed him, he, he really I think he came up um, came up big, and that that was an important for him to do. And mm-hmm. um, we've seen kind of stuff that he did at more Old Miss, and um, that yeah. kind of came into play late into the fourth quarter. And that's when you kind of want your quarterback to take over the games, and um, I believe he did that. Um, but I, I said earlier in the game, get Kron Higdon the ball, get him lined up. Line, line mm-hmm. Shea Patterson even up under under center, and he's something that he's not really accustomed to doing so much. And then have right. Chris Evans was yeah, that's good. touchdowns, but he ran the ball thirty times. So um, right, this was for me like the kind of much reminiscent of the Notre Dame game. Michigan really came out really flat and. Um, I could see if them coming out, coming out flat against Notre, uh, Notre Dame a little bit because you know, first game of the season, jitters. Oh, Notre yeah. Dame is you know a pretty good team, but um, you know coming out flat against Northwestern, and I mean when I say flat, that's just an understatement. Um, you can't do that. I mean they they really well, no, <laughs> can't you, you can't? They really dig you themselves know. a hole. Yeah, and you know that. You know they they fought back and all that, but you know you know going into Northwestern, especially a night game, you know especially with a Pat Fitzgerald team, wasn't really a night game, but but well, it ended at a night game. I mean a late start, you know, like four thirty, 
but uh, you know, a Pat Fitzgerald team, you know, they're gonna fight till the end. You know, they're gonna give they're gonna give their teams the best shot. I mean, this is a team coming off a loss to Akron and all that, and you know, Michigan just they just you know came out flat, like you said. I I heard one announcer say, you know, I think it was Joe Clatt or whatever, you know, saying uh, practice they weren't even looking sharp either. You know, they were dropping balls and you know the pregame snaps and all that, and like they were just flat. Yeah, it was, I mean, I I heard it from other people too. I didn't hear it wasn't just Clatt that was saying that too. I mean, I heard it from mm-hmm. other people saying that Michigan kind of didn't look too great in Wales, and um, you know, by this time of the season, it, it shouldn't be like that, but. Um, yeah, Northwestern. I mean, they beat Michigan State what, last year um, on at the same same on same field. So, I mean, yeah, I I, I do I do agree that they are um, a great team. They play good at home. Um, and Pat Fitzgerald is. I mean, he knew he had a, he got a good game plan coming into that game, and um, I oh, think yeah, a lot of did. people can can attest to the fact that um, that he had a good game plan. Though they had another week, they had a week to prepare for for Michigan, and um, mm-hmm. but you know. Those, those are the things, some of the things I didn't like. Um, I didn't particularly, um, you know, like that um, Michigan's um, defense of like backs were getting beat a little bit sometimes. Um, there was a lot of a lot of strange calls in that game, so some of those yeah. calls were like, eh. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, listen, listen, listen to me. I don't like to complain about the refs. Like I don't like to sit there the whole game and complain about the refs. But there are some calls where they were suspect. Suspect calls where I sit there and think to myself, well, especially on the Kron Higdon one where... I was going to say that um, Higdon one was ridiculous. That, all right, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit later. Um, but, you know, I, I just didn't like Michigan coming out flat in that game. Um, I don't think there was any reason for them to come out flat in that game, given... No, there um, wasn't. I mean, McKean dropped. I mean, that was... I, I know oh, McHugh dropped a couple key passes in the early uh, half or something. He dropped that one where it could have set up Michigan in, in definitely plus territory. And um, he's a guy, really, Tyler, I see he's a guy that's got to improve. Um, you know, you see Nick Eubanks step in there and um, take some time away from him. He was a guy that played well last year in the, uh, in the Florida opener right before he got ended up getting hurt. But um, so – yeah, that, those are some things I didn't, I didn't like. Um, you know, but um, let's get to some stuff that we we got. I guess we we did like. Um, you know, what what's some of the things, a couple of things that you liked from Michigan in this game? Uh, obviously, you know, um, I like the improvement of the O line. Uh, you know, they were. Uh, you know, Ed Warner's got them. You know, playing together cohesively. You know, they got them locking the way they need to. Um, there's a few times where, you know, uh, there was pressure, but, you know, with Patterson, you know, he was able to use his legs and escape. And I think now, I think uh, the first couple of weeks or something, they were averaging like two sacks, and now they're down to one sack. So, you know, he, he's uh, obviously getting that O-line working together. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I agree. It's, uh, our line has got to play more cohesively and consistently mm-hmm. going going further into the season. But right now, as it, as it stands, and against the Northwest Northwestern team that um, is, I mean, I guess they're, they're just they're just terrific. And um, yeah. that um, what's his name? Uh, Northwestern's defense, uh, Gaziano. He was 
Gaziano, I mean, yeah. He didn't have he didn't have the most tackles on the team in that game, but he definitely disrupted uh, um, a lot of plays um, as so well. Did, uh, um, Fisher. Yeah, Fisher and, uh, and 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 Gallagher were really great for um, for Northwestern. But any um, yeah, the offensive line, I, I think they played. Um, I think they've played well. Um, there's some some plays in some games where um, you know running would not necessarily get it, get his assignment right, and um, yeah. I think we've seen that in the Northwestern game for sure. Yeah, on one play, and um, it's when it's one play, it's like. The compound right. it like makes you think of think about like you know five plays bad plays he had in, in previous games. So, but yeah, I, I would like the offensive line there, Tyler. Um, me for me, I, I was um, I was impressed with um, I guess the, the defensive line, the guys that are, have stepped in there. Um, Quiddy Pay um, that's mm-hmm. stepped in there. He, I was I was not surprised by it, but I, I guess I wasn't more impressed because. Um, the way he's getting acclimated to the game so quick, and um, he's he's making more of an impact and um, on that on so that level. Cool. And so is uh, Lawrence. So, so is yeah, Lawrence. yeah, Lawrence That's Marshall. Um, another guy though for me is um, is I mean he's been playing for a while, but as um, as Glasgow, and he's kind of stepped in for the past couple of games when uh, Clay Hudson's been out. And, and, and I guess played um, pretty decently. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the the defensive line is always gonna is always gonna um, play well. But you you looking at a defensive line that lost Maurice Hurst, and um, yeah. they're gonna look a little bit different. That's for sure. And they're not gonna get as much pressure as they used to. But um, Dwumfor no. is he Dwumfor on that last play? He really jumped up the ball like Maurice Hurst used to, and um, Oh yeah, that he was, did. He got up. I mean, and that's that one play you see Noah Hurst do that every single week, like yep. many times. So if he can put that together consistently and do that, I mean, he's going to be a force in the middle. Which I mean, I guess we'll see. It's all about consistency. Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add on the, on the positive side that you seem see from Michigan in that game? Uh, no. It, it, from what I saw, you know, we pretty much, you pretty much touched on the defense, and you know, I like to obviously, like I said, you know, the O line, you know, they're starting to, you know, the big test is, you know, obviously coming up, you know, against Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, you know, what they do against those defenses and how they hold up and all that. But you know, obviously, I like I like the way you know Shea extended plays with his legs when he was in trouble. You know, other you know the other Michigan quarterbacks would you know. Or take a sack or not. I mean, it wouldn't be bad or anything, but you know, there's just sometimes where you need that extra play that need be that needs to be made. You know, especially in the in the crunch time. Yep, and Shea uh, Patterson can ha- 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 did that in the Northwestern game, but you know, we're gonna see down later in the season if if Shea Patterson can do that or not. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and look at one game and say, well, he did no. one game. You're only, you're only as good as your last game. Uh, moving on here. Right. Um, Chase Winovich leads the, the Big Ten in tackles for, for loss. He's the same thing that he did one year ago at this time, uh, the Big Ten in tackles for loss. My question to you is, Tyler, though, with with not just Chase Winovich, but Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, we, ha- we haven't seen him make a true true impact uh, in, in games like we, we thought we would. Um, you know, in this Northwestern game, he only had one solo tackle and um, three total. So... Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying anything. Rashawn Gary is a terrific player, and he, he's I mm-hmm. think he's going to have a bright career, and he's um, he just needs to put it together a little more consistently in some games. Um, I think he's dominant, but it's just we got to see it more. And I, I thought yeah. I just I think Chase Winovich is out playing a little bit more, and I, I know Chase he's a Chase is a, he's a senior and he's um, he's the vet in the, on that defense. But my question to you is, though, are we seeing enough from Rashawn Gary, or what What do you think? Uh, I don't know if we've seen enough of Rashawn Gary. I, I know I know. there's some times where I see, you know, he's he's there. You know, he'll, he'll make a play or something. But, you know, it's just about that level of consistency, you know. You know, obviously, you know, with these teams, you know, oh, we're going we're gonna to go in, you know, we're going to guard, we're going to double-team Gary and all that. And then, you know, obviously that leaves open, that leaves open for, you know, Cleet Hudson and Chase Winovich, you know. But Don Brown uses Chase Vitovich all over the place. I don't think I see Gary lined up all over the place like he does with Chase Winovich. You know, so, you know, um, I don't think we've seen nothing for Sean Gary. You know, it just comes into that consistency. I know he got – I know he left injured during the Northwestern game. But, you know, obviously, you know, for his talent and all that, you know, you would think – he would be, you know, the talk of the defense, along with Chase Winovich and the whole defense. Well, I think kind of right, right now, Gary. I mean, he to to give the, him the benefit of the doubt. I think he is kind of working through a little bit of injury right now. I, I, mm-hmm. I maybe that's something that's holding him back a little bit. His shoulder. I don't know if it's his shoulder or something else, but um, there's a few times, a few games, he's kind of like left the game and come back and, and stuff like that. So there may be something that he's working through that we don't know about. But I just haven't seen the consistency that I, I thought I would with with Gary this year. And not to say that he's not a great player, but right. One one suggestion I thought would would work was put Gary on the inside a little bit more and um, take Quiddy Pay and put Quiddy Pay on the outside because he's performed pretty well on, on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then you know have have uh, have Gary and um, next to when Monet or not Monet when uh, Aubrey Solomon gets back, have him next to him and. Um, have that, but because a lot of times we see Rashawn Gary, he'd get double teamed. Uh, he would get yeah. double teamed by guys, and that's the reason why he wouldn't get off getting getting um, making plays. But we didn't see that well, in the Western I mean, game, so yeah. I mean, there was times where Mo Hurst was getting double teamed, and he still made plays. Well, so I, Mo, you, I don't compare compare Mo Hurst to Rashawn Gary because Mo Hurst, well, no, like he was Mo Hurst is a generational like he was like a last time I see a dominant player like that was Brandon Graham and that was back in like 06 that was like you know, 12 years ago and that was last time I see a, a just dominant player off the ball was Brandon Graham from Michigan that was that was a while ago and I'm not sure Sean Gary isn't that he can be that I think he may just maybe like we said you know working through an injury or and there's there's something else when you're injured it's it's tough but um yeah um, yeah, I was impressed with those guys because those guys that we mentioned, you know, Cody Pay and uh, and uh, even Carlos Camp, those guys are the future of Michigan's defensive line. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, same with you know who I like. I'm really most overall impressed with it. most overall impressed with on that defense is, is Josh Ross. Oh He's yeah, been the most impressive player for me on Michigan's defense is Josh Ross, number twelve. Um, mm-hmm. And Uchi is not Josh Uchi is not far behind either. So no, he's not. I mean, you know, obviously he made that big play towards it. That sack, but you know. Yeah, she came off the edge. So, yep, those are definitely going to be dominant players from years to come. Yeah, and um, Tyler, you know, I know we first talked about the, you know, things we weren't so impressed with, but 
Um, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but Michigan's cornerbacks have not looked I mean, they haven't looked like they were last year in the previous two years. Like, no. I mean, obviously in 2016, they had Jordan Lewis, and um, that was a little bit different. Um, but last year, their their defensive backs um, looked a lot better. And this year, they, I mean, I think they're playing too, too aggressive this year, and they're just getting called for penalties. But it just seems to me in game, games, they haven't really stood out as much as I thought they would. No, uh, I totally agree with you. They haven't. Um, there was a few times where I've seen during the Northwestern game where they they just got beat, and, you know, that's for them, you know, coaches say if you get beat, you know, get a penalty. But, you know, you can't – you know, Michigan's obviously, you know, in the tops when it comes to penalized teams. Like, we're averaging like eight penalties a game, and, you know, some of those – are costly, and it's like I don't know. They're 123rd nationally in total penalties, and that's that's yeah. No, so, I mean, not great. Like, I, I, no, Big Big Ten but, refs aren't necessarily the greatest, but but I mean, no refs are really the greatest. I mean, they go to pros and all that, but I mean, just. It just seems like every game, you know, there's, like, Michigan will have at least eight penalties, and, and some of it, you know, it's the defensive backs. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the defensive backs, but they're obviously not looking as good as they were last year. David Long's been suspect, so has, you know, Metellus. I mean, I know he had that pick six against SMU, uh, but it's just, I don't, hopefully, our, hopefully we can fix our back end. Yeah, because that was, I mean, that was mostly our, our strong part of the um, defense last year. One of the stronger parts of the defense last year was mm-hmm. the backs. And um, on that one play, I think it was the Vert Hill. Um, he got called for the the holding on the guy, but it looked like on looked like they were both doing it. So it was like, it's one of those things you just need to, like, let it go. I, 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 a lot of people did complain about the refs, and, and um, you know, that's fine because it's their, their prerogative. They can do that, but... Some of those calls, I uh, that Kron Hayden call, I just can't believe that that that. I mean, and they meant to. They said that they, you know, that's who they needed. To, they wanted to call on, but you can't call a holding call on a guy with a zone read, and you know, an option, and then he goes around the end. How is that? How would he hold him? I mean, <laughs> that's a fake. I, I just, I have no clue. That that was a phantom call, and just like everyone well, else, I disagree with it. So that was that was yeah. definitely one of the calls for the centuries. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. Maybe the ref was bored and just threw a flag. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like someone, someone on I think on social media said that the ref looked back and 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 that um and then pick up picked up the flag, looked back and and uh, just to find a number and then called it. You know, yeah, that, that was that was bad. <laughs> I, I think so too. Um, it just, yeah, and so, it, it, um, it, but, and it came on a big, you know, Patterson run. I was like, uh, why? Right. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was thinking too. I mean, it, it's uh, you those those skills are gonna. I thought that play could have. Michigan 
um, in that game. And I, you know, it almost did cost Michigan in that, in that game because yeah, um, <laughs> if it wasn't for, you know, Ron Higgin running and Shea Patterson making more more plays with the seat. Right. And I, I mean, I, I don't know if Michigan could have, could have uh, won the game. So no. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michigan, Michigan just definitely fought in that game. Though they, they, uh, they fought the hardest they could, and, and that's what got them the. That's what got them the. Um, got them the win in that game. I was just impressed mm-hmm. with, with that. I mean, we didn't, we didn't see uh, Dylan McCaffrey, and um, you know, some people no. like some people like you know, some people like Dylan McCaffrey a lot. So. Um, you know, with Kron yeah. Higdon, um, though, um, do you think he's going to get a thousand yards this season? Right now, um, he's—it's hard. I, mean, I think right now. I mean, obviously, you know, against these subpar teams like SMU and Western Michigan, you know, obviously, you know, he he ran wild. But you know, getting into the Big Ten schedule, I think it's going to be tough. Obviously, you know, that that's the point of emphasis when it comes to. Michigan's offense, you know, Jim Harbaugh wants to start the ball out, you know, feeding, get getting the run game going, you know, feeding Higdon, Wilson, you know, once Evans comes back, you know, he he wants to read it, you know, he wants to run it and then, you know, obviously open up and let Shea, you know, run the play action or whatever, you know, set up passes and all that. But, you know, it's going to be tough if our offensive line, you know, does stumble, like, against uh, – Big time opponent, and you know, obviously, you know, like the Notre Dame game, you know, Higdon's getting hit in the backfield, you know, getting negative yardage and all that, and only averaging like one yard a carry or something. You know, it's going to be tough. Well, right now he's, um, you know, he's 36 nationally and the six in the Big Ten in all-purpose yards, he's averaging 123 yards. So. He's only six yards shy of a thousand last year. Um, I definitely think he's the catalyst to this Michigan offense, and it takes more pressure off Shea Patterson. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have to make as many plays. And um, I just say, if it's if, if you have to go with any guy, it's either Cron Higdon or, or even Ben Mason. And those short mm-hmm. line situations, give the ball to Ben Mason and let Ben Mason just run it. And well, get, it. You know, maybe. I don't even know. Maybe they should just bring in. They could even bring in. Uh, um, like his, he's a freshman. His name's Ben 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 Sumeran. He's from. Um, he's a freshman. Um, he's like a fullback, and he might play a linebacker. Bring him in and Ben Mason in, and just run those guys. I, I don't see mm-hmm. who's stopping that. If Harbaugh wants to go to <laughs> that that smash you in the mouth thing, bring him in. If you look at pictures of this kid, um, he's probably the biggest. He's probably the biggest player on Michigan's team, I, no doubt. No doubt in size. So, um, you know, that does. I guess it doesn't mean much. I mean, you have to put it into other things into the game. But, um, yeah, yeah. the run game is going to have to um, get going. Um, you've seen mm-hmm. teams, other teams in the Big Ten, like Michigan State, they, they've kind of been struggling because their run game has not go, got going. They're, I think they're – Last time they rushed this bad was like what ten years ago I think it was or something of like that nature right. five years yeah. ago. So yeah, and obviously you know going into that game you know so a couple of weeks out but going into that game you know who's ever it's been most of defense but you know 
for the first, you know, for the last couple times. But, you know, whoever has the advantage in rushing, you know, obviously wins the game. So that's going to be a huge part. And, you know, obviously, you know, I watched the late game between the Big Ten rivals of Penn State and Ohio State. And, you know, uh, their run game wasn't really going anywhere. You know, obviously, McSorley, you know, obviously had a big running emphasis during that game. So, obviously, that's going to be something once you get closer, you know, the defense is have the key on. All right. So, um, you know, we were talking about Michigan's run game and all that, you know. They got to get that going, especially against these big teams. Uh, you know, Michigan State struggled with their run game. You know, obviously, but you know they're top in the rush defense. You know, obviously they can set the run run defense. So can Wisconsin and all that. So if Michigan can establish a run game and let Patterson, you know, lose, then you know obviously we probably have a good chance. Well, I think getting Chris Evans back too is is uh, definitely crucial because. Um, mm-hmm. Cron Hagen is going to run really well, um, but yeah. in that Northwest Northwestern game, he only averaged a little over three yards per game. I mean, it was that's why it took him thirty attempts to um, to get um, one hundred fifteen mm-hmm. yards. So um, get him in the ball ball game more. Uh, keep his you know carries at the run the same amount. But getting Chris Evans is, is back is is helpful. But I think Chris Evans should return at the Maryland game. I would I would imagine so. Um, but if not, then get him healthy for the uh, Wisconsin game. So I don't, I don't know if Michigan will need him against Maryland. Um, Michigan does play that game at home, and I expect Michigan to win. Um, but they can't come and overlook Maryland either. So no, no, um, they can't. I mean, obviously, obviously, Mar- Maryland's playing a hell of a. They have a hell of a season they're playing right now. You know, obviously they're playing good. You know, Matt Canada's got that team rolling. I know they're playing with a lot of. You know, a lot of pride right now, obviously, with what's going on and all that. But, you know, they, they've they looked good. And, you know, obviously, it's an early kickoff. You know, Michigan sees a farewell when it's an early kickoff instead of a late kickoff. So, obviously, you know, we I expect Michigan, you know, to obviously win that game like you do. Um, yeah, I think Michigan should win. They're playing at home, and Michigan have plays terrific at home. And, um mm-hmm. but, you know, like they start one game this season and get home at home again. It's kind of slow, and that was against um, SMU. Um, yeah. So Michigan can't come out slow in that game. But um, yeah, we just Michigan has got is dealing with some injuries right now, and they need to get those guys back healthy. Um, but one guy they need to get healthy back, and I want to talk about this real quick before we end here is uh, Tariq Black may oh, yeah. come back. I'm hearing. I'm hearing the Michigan State game or the Wisconsin game, one of the two. Um, now, with that being said, though, if he does this, the dudes decide to bring him back, do you think that would kind of disrupt the flow of the offense, bring him back, or does, would that just not? Do you think that wouldn't matter? He just, he's a good, too good of a player. Uh, where because sometimes that can happen, where, where you can bring well, you yeah. bring back a guy and you put too much emphasis on bringing him back, and it kind of disrupts what you're trying to do with. The guys that have already been uh, going, getting going. Right. So. Yeah. No. Uh, obviously, you know, Patterson. You know, he he obviously worked has a working connection between people Jones and uh, Nico Collins. You know, obviously, 
But uh, I, I think I think once uh, once three back black comes back, you know, obviously, you know, Harbaugh. I, I think Harbaugh and the coach staff they're going to ease ease them into into the game plan. You know, obviously this is a foot injury, so obviously you know running and planting and all that, you know, can be painful and all that. Depends on how fully healed he is and all that. But you know, I think Harbaugh he's going to ease them into the game plan. You know, probably probably a couple probably a couple snaps and all that, but, you know, as soon as he gets, you know, back to the field of the game, you know, obviously I feel like Harbaugh is going to use him more because obviously that was our deep threat, obviously. So, you know, he he has the ability to stretch the field and all that, but I just think they're going to ease him into the first game and all that, especially if it's against Wisconsin or Michigan State, you know. So I feel like they're going to ease him into the game plan, but I don't think it will disrupt the flow or anything. Yeah, that's one of the kind of things I'm worried of just a little bit, but um, it, with teams like Wisconsin, I, uh, we'll we'll talk about that when it comes the week before the game, and uh, we got to get right. better at just uh, getting our our scheduling down with uh, getting these episodes uh, we, we need to. Um, but with Wisconsin, you know, they did lose to BYU. I don't they haven't impressed me as much. And I'm telling, I told people, Wisconsin, Wisconsin lost a lot of talent on on the both sides of the ball, and people don't want to, like, they, you know, play in the West, but they lost, you know, they lost quite a bit. You know, they, they lost. Yeah, uh, I know, mean, Quintus Cephas is gone. Um, they lost mm-hmm. a couple linebackers, you know. They, so I mean, um, Jazz yeah. Peavy is yeah. gone. So, obviously, you know, yeah, no, I, I agree, and you know, uh, they have not been impressed. I mean, obviously they lost BYU and BYU just got smoked by Washington. But you know, the thing with Wisconsin, you know, if you if you're able to stop Jonathan Taylor and all that, and have Hornybrook beat you, then yeah, you know, obviously you have a pretty good chance of winning the game. Yeah, I mean, that puts a lot. A lot the guys that lost that puts a little bit more pressure on Jonathan Taylor, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's ter- he's terrific. So it's yeah, stopping stopping him is not like. Um, stop anything else, but um, you know, before before I even say we we'll talk running backs anymore, um, just remember, you know, True Wilson for Michigan has more running yards, rushing yards this season. True Wilson, walk on guy, you walk on guy, than L.J. Scott from Michigan State. That's think. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with their running back situation. That's think. I think. I mean, that's not, that's that's saying something. I'm not throwing out shots. I'm saying facts. It's not like no, know, it's, it's just... facts. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously, LJ Scott, you know, has been performing subpar. So you know, I uh, really think he should have went to the with the went to the NFL. Yeah, but he had other yeah, ideas. But, um, so, but you know, it's good to have obviously you know the depth Michigan has as running back, and you know, obviously with Evans being out, you know. Wilson still in nicely. Agreed, agreed. And pass uh, um, blocking is important. Um, but, you know, Michigan's got to um, got to not come out flat in these games given given what Northwestern, Northwestern was down to running back and their start running back. So, um, oh, especially Michigan, Mich- yeah, Michigan can't afford to come out flat in any more games moving, moving on. It, it, it could cost them. So, um, well, they're starting to get into the uh, thick of the schedule. I mean, after Maryland, you know, you got you got Wisconsin, then you got Michigan State, 
I think you got Penn State or something like that. So obviously three ranked teams. I think they have Rutgers. I think they have, I think they have Rutgers after that, and then I don't think their... they play. Yeah, I don't think they play Michigan. I don't think they play Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State right in a row. I think they have Rutgers at that end of that, and then it's. No, I think they got Wisconsin uh, after Maryland. Oh, they have, no, they have Indiana. They have Indiana as was. I think it's Rutgers, Indiana, then then Ohio State, and then before that is uh, before Rutgers is, is Penn State. Pretty sure. Okay. So, um, I'm checking the schedule right now. I'm right on it. I don't really, I don't have a good memory when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, I yeah, they got yeah. No, depends. I was right. You know, after Maryland, they got Wisconsin, oh, they do have State, and Penn State, Penn State. Yep. Okay, they do have that that gauntlet, and then I knew they would have a gauntlet schedule. So they do have Wisconsin, Michigan yep. State, and Penn State in a row. So, uh, the lucky for Michigan, they get two of those three games at, at home. So, yeah, um, Wisconsin, Penn State. So. So, I mean, you know, it would be horrible, horrible if they had all those games on the road, which I don't think any anybody have that schedule. But, um, uh, yeah. I ain't, so. try, I ain't trying to play in the whiteout no more. Jeez. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah. when you have a new offensive coordinator, you, you can't win games when it comes to 4th and 5 <laughs> and run a, run, run a draw play. But, anyways. <laughs> anyways, 4th and 5, run the ball. All right. On a, no, not just run the ball, run a draw play. I know Miles Sanders is great and everything, but that was if that was San Juan Barkley, I'd say do it. But it's not San Juan Barkley, it's Miles Sanders. Uh, I know no disrespect to Miles Sanders, but... Uh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, they got a gauntlet covered up, so they can't they can't start out slow, especially against Maryland. Maryland's proved, you know, they're uh, pretty good this year under the new regime. So, you know, they can't come out flat anymore. Yeah, um... Yeah, I do expect Michigan to win that game, but we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Yep, we are going to get off here today. It's all the time we have. Um, we will be getting back to the uh, our podcast. Um, our podcast um, are probably going to switch be switching to um, Thursdays and, and Sundays instead of instead of Fridays. Um, our schedules. I know my schedule has changed. I just just moved um, for listeners um, that have moved. You know that it's not fun. I guess anybody can relate to that. Um, so um, our schedule might be moving to Thursdays. Um, we'll let everyone know if that, that becomes the case um, at the same time. So, um, yep, Michigan comes came out victorious against Northwestern 20-17. to 17. Next game will be um, a noon game at home versus Maryland. Um, yes, so I'm kind of working out some things to try to attend that game. Um, we will see, though. Um, but... That is uh, Michigan's next opponent on the schedule. So Michigan will be facing DJ Durkin <laughs> and uh, his his, uh, his staff. Um, Wait, not DJ Durkin. He's, he's not there anymore. He's not there anymore, my man. I don't. I don't think he's coming back, man. <laughs> I think he's. I think well, he's, he's done for. No, the, he, I think he's done for a while. What I meant to say is DJ Durkin's old staff. He'll <laughs> be facing old Matt staff. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now do you think now do you think quick question before we end here um do you think that um do you think that the offense will look a little bit different under under uh canada than durkin because i know durkin um was a little aggressive <laughs> with his style yeah. <laughs> that's a nicely way to put it no, no i shouldn't no. i shouldn't say i i shouldn't lie. i should not say that that's i wasn't trying to say anything like that i just think that <laughs> durkin was durkin was a, his his style was a, like his play um his coaching yeah. style was aggressive so yeah, no, uh, no, I, I do believe the offense is going to be a little bit different on the Matt Canada. You know, obviously, I think 
I think obviously, you know, the the way the season's going so far for Maryland and depends on how they end the season, you know, obviously I think Matt Canada's gonna get the job. But uh, you know, obviously, you know, Matt Canada has proven he's a really good offensive minded coach from his time at Pittsburgh and I think the little time he was at LSU, you know, so you know. And obviously I watched Mar- I only watched one Maryland game. That was their opener against Texas, you know, obviously they were running some some u- some unique plays, but I just think Michigan's defense, uh, Maryland's never faced a defense like Michigan's. So, I mean, I know they have, like, the last few years, you know, we stopped them and all that. But I just think with the group of guys we have this year, you know, obviously I think it's going to be tough. But I expect, I expect the offense to be different under uh, Matt Canada from a offensive-minded coach. Yeah, um, good off you right after this. I'm going to name say something. Northwestern struggled at home against an Akron team, lost. Mm-hmm. Maryland Maryland struggled at a against a Temple team at home and lost thirty five to fourteen. So yeah. I mean they and they played it at home. So I mean Michigan can't overlook anything and just come out and win the game. So um that's gonna do it for us today. We'll we'll talk some more on that on when we preview the Maryland and Michigan game. Um the episode is uh, to be determined uh, either come on Thursday or Friday so um, we'll let you guys know so if you guys you got any comments questions or concerns uh, let us know um, our inboxes are always open comments anything like that um, you guys kind of know where to stream our episodes by now um, mm-hmm. you know where you know where things are um, so try to keep refreshed a little bit um, sometimes it doesn't work like that but um, we have other podcasts that um, are Michigan football and basketball related too as well so um, and you guys can also check out I mean Blue Bros Blue Brothers Sportscast um, they're pretty good as well so you know, go check them out there's, there's a very few podcasts that I give shout outs and say go check out and they're one of them so um, yep that's going to do it for us and we will see you guys next week as always a go blue go blue